Ideas are everywhere. Welcome to Lessons Learned in Marketing, the Phoenix Group Podcast. I'm your host, David Bellarive. Today, we talk with Saskatchewan's biggest brand, the Saskatchewan Roughrider Football Club, and in particular, Marketing Director Miriam Johnson. Welcome, and enjoy the conversation. Miriam, thank you so much for coming in today and chatting with me. Thank Welcome. you so thank you so much for having me. This is nice. So, well, let's start by just sort of getting an understanding of you and your role with the Saskatchewan Roughriders. How long have you been there, and what what is your role? Well, I'm the marketing director for the Saskatchewan Roughriders. I've been there just under a year, um, but two two pretty important years. You know, leading into farewell season, then now inaugural season. So exciting times. Very exciting times. Mm-hmm. So first, um, tell me a little bit about your new offices, because I bet they're pretty sweet. Yeah, so two weeks ago now, we moved into new Mosaic Stadium. So um, historic Mosaic Stadium, uh, all the offices are now closed, and our business office there at Dooney and Albert are now closed, and we've now all kind of joined joined forces, and we're all at Mosaic Stadium, overlooking the stadium every single day and uh, overlooking the field. So oh, we're all, wow. we're all um, you know, heart, eyes, emoticon uh, every day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, is it, is it, it must be a completely different environment having everyone together. We've no, even in two weeks, we've noticed a tremendous change. So I think that culture and the fact that we are now, you know, all under one roof is, is going to be huge for just even the operations of the club. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because people I don't think appreciate or understand how divided things were. Like you had offices on mm-hmm. Albert and Dudney, you had offices at Mosaic Stadium. And um, I mean, just we all know that mm-hmm. that environment is is how a culture is is formed so you know if you're not seeing people or being able to just chat with people it's it changes how you interact exactly and i you know and we had you know when you look at our business you know we have our we have a retail side we've got our ticketing um we have partnership and then over overarching you know writer uh, business office that are just the operations and so um you know we we were all over the place some of us were at the business office there was a few um, at the stadium we still have all of our retail locations obviously in our warehouse where the retail functions take place but now um instead of you know our creative department which is writer media they were actually at the stadium while the marketing team was at the business office yeah. our t- ticketing team is at the stadium while our you know head of retail is at the business office yeah it was definitely uh separated so we we're reliant heavily on on just you know phone calls and when we had a meeting and and so now there's a lot of just that interactive that you know uh, you walk by their desk and hey did you see what I sent you earlier and yeah so yeah it's much more efficient <laughs> and then this year will be uh, a pretty exciting year obviously the new stadium what kind of from a marketing point of view what kind of challenges are you looking at or are you needing to um, to, to deal with this year well, for inaugural season, I mean, we it's brand new. So I think that part of the the lure of the, and the strength of that rider brand has been part of that stadium and that, you know, we, we, it was the underdogs were the smallest province, smallest market. And, and so some ways it was all reflective. And now we're moving into the nicest stadium, the, the nicest facility. Um, it has, it has elevated the brand without, you know, even without needing to do anything, you have an elevation and a change. So we're very aware of the fact that, change is hard for some people and we don't want to lose what we've built over the past hundred plus years, um, to get to where we're at. So I think we're, we're very 
we're very curious as to how those first impressions are at the stadium. Um, I mean, like we believe very strongly that the experience itself in the new stadium is going to just, I mean, it, it, it's shocking uh, just how much better it is. But I think that making sure that we don't lose sight of, of the past as we go into this really exciting new chapter and making sure that Rider Nation also feels that they're brought along on, on that as well. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's first impression. Right. It's first impression time. <clears throat> and um, are you doing things, uh, I guess that's a leading question because I know the answer. Are you doing <laughs> things with the visual brand that will change or? Yes. Yes, David. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Over the, <laughs> so 2016 was really um, a benchmark year. We really used that as a, a time to look at what we needed to do to position ourselves as we go into inaugural season. So when we looked at, you know, some of these, the things we just talked about with the change yeah. was, okay, well, you know, where is a focus as we make this change? We're now in this shiny, modern, new stadium. Um, now, how do we want our brand to also be represented to reflect those changes? Uh, is there a demographic that we want to be focused on as we make these changes to also um, make sure that they feel engaged and, and part of the brand as we now move into this new experience in the new stadium? So we do have a, a refreshed brand. Uh, that's going to, as soon as our, you know, our paid deliverables go out, there's a few pieces here over the next few months that you'll start to see. And then obviously leading up to the season is when everyone will actually actually see it in the market. But we've taken a lot of time to look at um, the visuals that we use to represent the brand and to make sure that all the elements of the brand, including retail, uh, ticketing, and just overarching brand uh, um, pieces are now very consistent. Because I think before you could kind of see what might have been retail to what might have and the ticketing push, right. et cetera. Yeah. So we really want to create a consistent uh, approach across the board. It's all Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Mm-hmm. So um, tell me a little bit or t- t- share a little bit about um, the the whole realm of marketing at, cause, uh, at the Riders because mm-hmm. there's so many different aspects to this. And one that I'm, uh, I think a lot of people are interested in is because um, content marketing is so <clears throat> so um, in vogue or so much what we're what we're all striving for is yeah. creating content and the writers have really created a, a unique content development team yes how does that work well, you you've hit it right on the nose too um writer nation is they're hungry they're hungry for information they want constant information we we have to consistently and in, in uh, always be raising the bar at how we're engaging uh, through our social media channels. And so when we, there, there is an internal team, we call them Rider Media. Um, we have our own internal team that consists of two, two videographers. We've got a social media coordinator and then we've got a graphic designer. And between the four of them, um, they work very, they work closely with the marketing team. And there's, I have a marketing coordinator and myself and then our VP of marketing. So we're really the team that um, drives that uh, content that goes out on the social channels, but their sole job is to make sure that we are we are developing um, and creating compelling content for mm-hmm. Rider Nation. So, um, you know, they while some days they definitely take <clears throat> take the lead on the creation aspect, and they've got to be reactive to players tweet, tweeting and you know little things that are happening in the league the league itself. Yeah. Where you know, the market, like we come in more on the, okay, well, you know, have we hit 
have we hit all of the audiences? You know, because we have our avid fan that are insatiable. They want every detail, all the X's and O's. And then we have a more casual fan that just kind of wants to know what we're doing in community and how we're doing it and have we made Saskatchewan a better place? So um, it's, 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 it's pretty different when you actually look at, you know, what we need to be putting out and, and what is easiest to come. So you talk about the rider fan that has this insatiable appetite and it's mm-hmm. true. I think that, you know, we want, we want to know about our team and yeah. what's going on. And, um, through, I guess, just the, the media landscape now, things are, it's harder because there's, you know, local reporters are, seem to be, you know, not so in vogue with media outlets. Um, so it's hard to get that information. And the riders, it feels like, are trying to feed that as much as possible. How do you guys stay, like, do you stay neutral or how do you feed that and not be like, this is the best thing ever all the time? Well, I think one of the things that we've just recently done is bring on a senior reporter. Um, And so, you know, having Ian Hamilton now as part of the team to help curate that content, part of the reason why he's such a good fit for the club is the fact that he does just that. He states the facts. um, And even though he is a, he's a member of the Saskatchewan Rough Rider, you know, team, like he's, 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 he's on our, on our, on our side. He, at the same time, he's very fair in how he delivers a story. Um, and so, you know, that's, that is content that we own. But at the same time, we're, we're happy to, to share and, um, and leverage external content when it does come out as well. Um, but I think it, it's, it is an insatiable thing for, yeah. for that type of fan. And so, and we have to stay on the pulse. I mean, there's things when, you know, everything drops to cover that story that's happening this day. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's another, that's a whole nother conversation where you talk about bringing in the football operations side and when it's free agency or it's draft or, um, then, it, you know, we really have to time what we're doing because we have to make sure that we've got the messages out timely and trying to beat everyone else now that's trying to cover the writers as well. So we all struggle in marketing with, um, dealing with with feedback and negative feedback mm-hmm. and positive well positive feedback is pretty easy to deal with but negative feedback especially when you get pushback and um, because you're such a passionate brand and people have uh, such interest in it it's it's almost like politics or religion like people are I'm sure Absolutely. pouncing on you quickly on anything and how do how do you deal with or how does the organization deal with that sort of feedback well, I mean, we have open channels. Um, there's, I mean, if you ever go online, there's always easy ways to, to get in. There's always responses that come back. Mm-hmm. We also are led by, you know, our president and CEO is one that is extremely connected um, to, to the public. And if someone reaches out, he's he's very attentive to make sure that he's responding um, mm-hmm. where and, and when he should be. Um, but I think that really we, uh, we are a community-owned team. I mean, and so we know that that's the base. That's really, that we, it grounds us. And so, you know, we, we listen to it. When you see it on social media, I think what what we notice is, I mean, depending on the news that week or what has happened with the club, it's interesting to even see Rider Nation self-regulate. Like you just go and watch the the comments, and you know, yes, there's there's just passionate fans that don't like a decision, but then there's the next fan who's trying to explain their side that's agreeing with that, you know, and it, it's, it's neat to see the, oh, how yeah, it, it would self-police a lot Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that, um, uh, we just, you just shared with us at the agency a, a couple weeks ago was, um, some new research on the rider fan. And, yes. um, it was, it was illuminating because I think we all had thought or the thinking was we have an aging fan group and, um, 
and there are these uh, preconceived conceptions. What can you share with us about the, the rider fan or what you know about the well, rider fan? Well, it was interesting. You know, so like I said, I've, I've just, I've been in the position for just under a year. And so I was, you know, when, as I'm getting my bearings into the role and, you know, bringing my experience to the table, I, you know, was, I was just looking around for the data. I was looking for, well, what are we, I know we're making some changes and why are we making the changes? Right. So I was just kind of going, well, what's causing all of these decisions? And, and so quickly found that there were a few um, things that I was going to be able to implement with, you know, brand strength research. So we really had the data to, to back up our assumptions. When we looked at just our ticket base and our season ticket holders and single game ticket purchasers, um, they're an aging demographic. Our season tickets are hard to get. They, um, so when you have them, you hold on to them. So as you look at the ticket holder themselves every year, I mean, they're just getting, they're, they're aging. And so we were watching our demographic creep up and, and having a, um, a difficult time actually getting a younger, our younger generation onto the elevator into being engaged into the brand. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you look at just our internal data itself, it did look like we had quite the epidemic. Um, when we went out and then did the brand strength research, we went out beyond our season tickets, beyond our single game ticket purchasers and asked more of the province. Mm -hmm. um, so we really wanted to get a good feel as to where does the brand sit in the province. Um, and obviously we've done brand strength research for the country as well. This was more that we really wanted to know where we sat though within Saskatchewan. Um, and when we did that, we actually found that we didn't have the epidemic. We actually have a very even, you know, our brand strength is even across our demographics. Um, there's slight differences here and there. There's little, there's, there's room for improvement that we've highlighted for um, focus for 2017. But it was very enlightening to see that, okay, you know, some of our problems are actually internal um, that, you know, we need to actually look at what are we doing to make sure that that we're we're making sure that we get people in as as ticket holders, um, and you know some of that's going to happen naturally here as we've made this transition over. You know, there's there will be tickets available, there will be season tickets opened up. So it's one of those things that um, I think is it, it was so enlightening to have both. So we had our assumption, and we even had some data from inside. Then we went outside to get the big picture, and it has been clarifying. It's really cool because I know uh, having worked with the riders that that. And, and actually, any brand uh, assumptions are there, and, and you just sort of think, "Oh, this is this is how we're doing it." Mm -hmm. But then reaching out and can I say, Insightrix did the research, yes, and, absolutely, and um, uh, really sort of giving you a clearer picture. Um, what does that do for you as a marketer? Uh, the data? Yeah. Oh, in in my opinion, it's it's what I I drive off of. Um, I once I had the data, um, that's what I wrote the marketing strategy off of. I mean, like it was. It was the it's in in my point it was the jumping point. So mm -hmm. now that we had our assumptions and we knew our assumptions going into 2017, once we had the data, when you and, you, and then we aligned it to the strategic objectives of the club, we quickly could see where our marketing strategy needed to be for 2017. So in my opinion, once it was done and it we had the the solid data back, everything fell into place, and I had a clear uh, in in my head, you know, in, in in our marketing minds, yeah. <laughs> it, it 
it cleared up. I knew exactly the way that we needed to position that year. And so we as a team developed that the strategy and everything now, we, we now have our big arrow as to what we're, what we're trying to drive for and what, where is the room for improvement? So, um, we, I couldn't say, we couldn't say that about last year. We really drove mostly off of assumptions. So, yeah. you know, it's nice to now go, well, here's our metrics. Yeah. And I shouldn't say they're just, you know, if you hear, oh, we went off assumptions, it sounds, um, you know, it sounds oh, yeah. no, I'm not. Um, pretty loose because a lot of, uh, a lot of the time that's all you have. And, Absolutely. Um, but they're assumptions based on experience mm-hmm. and history and everything else. So well, and when you go with farewell season, right? So if you look at farewell season, that that's a campaign where when you look at the 2016 camp uh, strategy rather than 2017, this is kind of a world unknown for 2017. A lot of new things, um, uh, things that we need to be really prepared for where in 2016, we're closing a chapter. Mm-hmm. And so it's a bit of a clearer marketing objective that that year. Um, then I would say 2017 has been. It must be, just thinking about that, a little unnerving knowing that your entire fan base is going to have a completely different experience Absolutely. this year. It is. Well, and now we've got additional stakeholders at, at the table as well. Oh. So the way that we operated game day uh, in Historic Mosaic Stadium is different than the way that we're going to be operating a game day at, at Mosaic State, occurred now new Mosaic Stadium. So... Uh, there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of things that we are, you know, we, we are doing all of the planning and all of the, the, the building now to make sure that the season goes off without a hitch. But, um, there's a lot of things that we as a club are going, this is interesting. We have additional risks as we walk in with these new relationships. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's rare that a brand gets a chance to have a completely clean slate, but you actually don't have a completely clean slate because mm-hmm. you've got all this history that you're Absolutely. bringing in. I'm just talking anecdotally to people and other fans and going, oh, I hope, uh, um, you know, they have uh, an opportunity to change everything. And it's like, what? They're mm-hmm. not going to change everything, are they? They're not going to yeah. get rid of this or that. And it's like, well, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's sort of the decisions that you have to make. And, mm-hmm. uh, well, and, and Citrix actually helped us do some research on, you know, even our game day as well, because we wanted to have a better understanding as to what might, you know, where, the, where the appetite cows? is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where, our, where the appetite actually might be for some change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think that if we were to c- give a completely new experience, I think right it would be a tough it would be a, a tough go there's we've got to hold on to some traditions and there's going to be some now with the new stadium there's going to be new opportunities to build on yeah. some of the you know our past traditions and build into some new ones just because of logistics of that stadium um and i think that um it, it's going to be neat to see it all unfold because even we are learning as we go i mean like we don't have an opportunity to just do test runs so you know <laughs> we right. yeah june 10th our preseason game it's kind of like that's it, let's go here we go it won't be a preseason game it's going to be no, so I weird because the football will still be preseason football but it will be um a, a, a such a neat environment and Ugh, atmosphere there so excited so just to wrap up mm-hmm. in your few year or your short time there not few years even um lessons learned at riders oh my word um well <laughs> a lot of lessons have been learned with the riders but i think um, I think what was, has been interesting for me is um, the fact that I've walked into a culture where uh, everyone has the same passion. Um, I think that ha- it goes throughout anyone that works there. I mean, like, 
even as, I mean, I, I guess as a marketer, I am always cautious of the external, like, and how, you know, how the outside look and mm -hmm. how is, how is it, be, how are we being perceived and how are things going? But I think, you know, when I walked into the club in this new opportunity, I've been absolutely shocked at just how passionate even our, our, our leaders are um, and how the club is being led. Um, it makes me feel good that the strength of the brand is, is it should be there. Um, yeah. You know, that it's, they've worked hard for it and they want to continue working hard for that um, and that we don't take uh, one ounce of, uh, we, we don't take for granted one bit uh, the fact that, you know, it's, it is Saskatchewan, it is a it's a provincial team. We, um, there is a bit of control that we might have. There's a lot of control we don't have. And, um, and so it's, it's been interesting to, to walk into a position um, with something like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and that big brand. Yeah, it's almost like you wish every, uh, every marketer had a chance to have that sense of pride or, uh, about their organization and to just even sort of um, put that... Um, put that on or layer that onto their organization and think of it that way because it does, um, that, that passion is what we should all have for our, for our business. Well, I think any marketer, I mean, one of your, one of your biggest things in your strategies is growing brand strength, your strength of brand. Let's, we've got to continue growing brand strength. I mean, mm -hmm. like that, you know, in, in my experience, it's been one of the lead, you know, goals. And while I'm, I'm not saying it's not our lead goal, we are very, you know, cautious as to what's happening, but it's interesting to go, you know, we are, preserving the strength I think that we are want we wanting to, we want to be very careful in making sure that we don't damage that brand strength we're we are grateful for the province and the and the support that we have so and how just uh, now I guess I'm not wrapping up because I had another question oh, yeah, no worries. <laughs> how do you um, how do you unify yourselves on that brand like because you have so many different people there and different ideas of what that brand is or how it should be how it should be portrayed. Well, it was another, that was another activity that we did in 2016 just to make sure that everyone was on the same page as we walked in, reviewed the brand strength. Um, we did a whole rollout across the club to make sure that everyone saw, you know, okay, this is the how to our vision, mission, and values. Um, so, you know, a lot of times um, a club will look at just that vision, mission, values, and it's the marketing team that comes and brings in, and these are our brand values. This is how we're going to accomplish those. And so it's that outward-facing um, piece. So it was, it was eye-opening for the rest of the club as well. I mean, like they, they knew, but it's, it was almost like a refresher as we did close out, you know, um, farewell season and walked into inaugural. So it was good. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for sharing this with us today, Miriam. Thank you for having me, David. This is lovely. And that's the show for this week. Lessons Learned in Marketing is the Phoenix Group podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. Music is from Six Degrees in Calgary. Join me again next week and thank you again for listening.